When those new chip credit cards came out a few years ago, they dramatically slowed down the checkout process, even though they're way more secure than, than other kinds of credit cards. Did you know that paying by phone is just as secure as a chip card? Jesse Doragusker from Square tells us why on today's episode of Talking Tech. I'm Jefferson Graham with USA Today. When you're using your phone to pay and you're verifying your identity with a passcode and with your fingerprint and with your face, it is using the same credentials as your chip card and it's a very secure way to pay and that too will reduce in-person fraud. And for people where their watch and their phone is the fastest way to pay, we celebrate that. We think that's a great idea. Um, you did say that chip cards have slowed things down. It's something we've observed and tried to battle back as well. Um, and I think we've fared better than most, including some of the big guys in the ecosystem. Uh, people don't like trading their convenience, which is why chip cards have, gotten, have received some pushback over the last couple of years that they've been issued. But the security message is the same, that using authenticated payments like what's in a chip card, like what's in your phone, and like what's in contactless is definitely the best way to go for our buyers. Okay. What are some of the new up and coming ways to pay that maybe we haven't really talked about? We've talked a lot about paying by phone. Um, what do you think is cool? Well, I think there's still a lot of room to grow with phones themselves. Part of feeling secure about the way you pay is the way you authenticate, which has been fingerprint recently in a lot of phones and also face. Uh, but there's also a lot of messaging, getting text messages, push notifications associated with payments, getting digital receipts gives people that extra confirmation for what they bought, what they paid for it, who it was purchased from. And if there's anything that seems fishy, they can act very quickly rather than waiting a month later to take a look at a statement. So I think we still have room to grow in this ecosystem of smart devices. Um, contactless payments is still the fastest way to pay. So for people who really value that speed through the line, both on the buyer side and the seller side, and an experience that really makes more sense, like tapping a card, I would go with contactless. Uh, it's a very big thing outside the U.S. And in the U.S., it's gotten a relatively slow start, starting with... Now, let's, let's, uh, let's tell everybody what contactless is. It, contactless is not phone. What is it? So a contactless payment is either a card or a phone tapped on a reader. And the communication between the card or phone and the reader is over the air, invisible, and it's a really logical gesture. When you want to buy something, you tap the thing you have that has credentials to the thing that the seller has, and the transaction is made clear. It's much better interaction than putting a card in a slot and waiting for some lights and some beeps to happen. So we prefer contactless, and we think buyers, we know that buyers, once they know it's a thing, prefer contactless because it's faster. What's different with contactless than paying by phone? So they use the same underlying technology. There are contactless cards out in the world, not very many in the U.S. yet. Uh, contactless in the U.S. has mostly been by phone. It's the same principle. You take a thing you have, the thing that is uniquely yours, and you tap it in the right place to make a payment. Um, on the phone, you get the additional benefits of authentication by fingerprint and face, and you're right in front of your phone for things like push notifications and digital receipts to verify even further above and beyond what you could do with a plastic card. I'm Jefferson Graham with USA Today. You have been listening to Talking Tech. Thanks, everybody. Please subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts and Stitcher. Please rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts, which helps more people find the show. And as always, thanks, everybody, for listening.